Welcome to episode 26 of Tilly and Ella, where two best friends that currently live over a thousand miles apart but nevertheless decided to start a podcast together. We've dedicated our, eff- <laughs> dedicated our efforts to the grandkids we assume we'll have one day so they will know how young and vibrant their grandmas once were. These are the good old days, <laughs> and we're here to report them live from our youth. <laughs> Blasted out the um, the equalizer on this audio. My face audio. is so red. <laughs> Holding it. That was probably the best read I've ever had, though. Unfortunately, you, because you really had to think about your words. I guess so. Oh goodness. And then I should read it like the opposite. Hi, we're Hannah and Kaylee. Ugh. That was a uh, shout out to Miss Elizabeth Holmes. We are so obsessed with her. <laughs> Before we started recording, we were talking about uh, her voice again. Just can't get over that. Mm-hmm. So instead of doing a whole episode in her voice, we just decided to do the intro. So yeah. you're, you're welcome or maybe we're sorry. Depends we- on how much you like <laughs> Uh, but no, I was also saying, oh, I guess, well, first of all, hey, Kaylee here. <laughs> I'm with Hannah. <laughs> and we're back. Um, yeah, let's get the business out of the way. Follow us on Instagram at Tilly and Ella. Um, we've been posting and enjoying seeing your guys' messages over there. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and now Google Play. It's official. We're on there. So if you use that or have a friend who uses it, um, check it out. Okay. I was talking about how I just had a complete (laughs) brain fart. (laughs) I was thinking like three different thoughts at the same time. So I don't know if it was a brain fart or like a brain constipation. Smart. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Anyway, I was talking about how I never really realized how my voice is a lot higher than I thought it was after listening to myself on the recordings and listening to the podcast mm-hmm. in my head my voice is like i don't know not super low but it's lower and just a normal nice voice and then when i listen to it it it's not great i don't know i mean it's not bad i think it's <laughs> i think it's you and like most people in the world don't like their voice when they hear it yeah via audio recording but you know who has a voice i've i've always known you with so okay um you know who has a good voice i was listening to armchair expert the pot the podcast with dax shepherd i'm looking this up as i'm as I'm saying this, because I did not have this ready offhand, so you can uh, <laughs> cut this out. Um, where is she? I also enjoy that podcast, and I listen to it pretty often. Oh, okay. I didn't know you had Jason Bateman on. I'm going to have to listen to that. Okay, so cut out all that space and it make me sound... Okay, you know who has a good voice? I was listening to Armchair Expert <laughs> with Dak Shepard, and... He interviewed Debbie Ryan, who I didn't really know who that was, but she was on Disney Channel. Listen to the episode with Debbie Ryan. You'd, you'll recognize her, but she was in uh, like Sweet Life of Zack and Cody on Disney Channel, stuff like that. Her voice is so sultry, and she is so young, and I thought, wow. You can't, well, I guess you can train it. You can have like a voice coach. But Debbie Ryan? Mm-hmm. I'm going to look her up. Uh, Y-A-N, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Loading. I don't remember her. What was she? I don't know. I, I, I didn't know who she was, but her voice is very nice. Let's look her up. Yeah, Sweet Life. Well, Sweet Life on deck. The movie, right? No. Yeah. Hmm. 
that was not my era of Disney Channel. I didn't even have Disney Channel growing up. But anyway, so listen to that episode if you want to hear a nice voice. My voice, uh, not nice. Did you realize there they did a show or a movie called Wizards on Deck with Hannah Montana? <laughs> no. <laughs> that was like a, probably a triple crossover for all of the famous Disney Channel, I guess, at the time. All those Disney Channel stars, they're, they are like real stars now. That was really their launch pad. Yeah. And they all they all know each other and they probably all dated each other. You weird cuz they're like 10. <laughs> also other thing is like they're probably 15 but they look like they're 10 playing an 8-year-old <laughs> or something and it's just all strange. I had okay, Micah and I went out to Texas Roadhouse this weekend and like a spontaneous date yeah <laughs> no it was that micah's fasting or whatever and he was hungry and he said he could cheat on the weekend <laughs> so anyway We're we can get, get we that. can get to get into that in a second yep. but anyway so we got there it was like friday night or something and we both ordered just a beer and the, when the waiter when i ordered that he looked me dead in the eyes and he was like i'm gonna need to see some id you look like you're 18 years old <laughs> And I was like, why do people, why are people so sassy to me about it? And I, and I, I kind of like shook my head and was like, thanks. That's what I said to him. And he's like, well, he goes, well, you just look really young. And so I was like, okay. What did you say? Did you think I was here with my dad ordering a beer? <laughs> I told Micah, I was like, I was like, why did he say it like that? I do not think I look 18. I don't think I was even wearing makeup or anything. Maybe that's why I looked 18. I wasn't wearing makeup. <laughs> and Micah kind of laughed and he's like, well, I think you look kind of old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's what I always wonder too. It's like, okay, maybe I don't look almost 30 in uh, air quotes, but I definitely don't look like I'm 18. So, and don't be rude about it. Why would I be ordering a beer if I was, I, I don't know. Like, I well, mean, you maybe, caught me. I was trying to pull one over on you. <laughs> they were busy and maybe that happens, but, um, yeah, anyway. It was really funny. Um, for the longest time, Drew, <laughs> Drew's driver's license, because, you know, after a certain time, they don't really take your photo anymore. And he got it when he turned 16. And then I think the next time he was going to get one, or at least a photo, was when he turned 21. But he was in Afghanistan when he was 20, turned 21. So they just updated it online and sent him a new one. And so he, he was 25 or whatever and had his 16-year-old <laughs> face on his license. And so when he'd get carded, he'd pull it out. It looked like a little child because he looked so much younger than he was. He, he was like a whole other person. Like, literally 200 pounds less than he weighs now. And he's like, I just had it made yesterday. That was always a joke. And so they'd kind of look at it, and then it was like this 12 year old boy. Uh, yeah. The photo of your 16 year old one compared to the later ones, that so much happens in that time span to your face. You know what the funny thing is, though? I look nearly the same. <laughs> so I guess maybe when people say that, but. I like to think that my, the way I carry myself is not that of a 16-year-old. Yeah. Maybe I it don't is. Know. I don't Well, <laughs> so do you have topics for this week or do we want to just banter? I kind of, I have a few. Um, we talked a little bit about Micah's diet before mm -hmm. we started recording, so I would like you to elaborate on that for everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a couple things coming up like this weekend or next week we can chat about if you if you're interested and then I also have um it's a, my version of a Pete story. Oh. Which is pretty funny. So. Pete. Mhm. Mm okay, yeah, I my topics are Micah's diet and then I had a dream. Oh, all right. Well, should we start with Micah's diet or do you want to hear my Pete story? Um, yeah, let's hear the Pete story and then we can dive into Micah's diet. <laughs> okay, so 
our house is, I don't know how you would describe it. Basically, the two bedrooms are on the, if you're facing the front of the house, they're on the right side of the house. One in front, one in back, the bathroom in between. And then the entire left side of the house, the front half is the living room, which is gigantic. And then the second half and the back is split between the kitchen and dining room, basically evenly. So I was in the kitchen and I walked out through the dining room into the living room and the whole front of our house is basically windows, except for where the fireplace is. So you can get a good view of the street. And I saw this car driving by very slowly. <laughs> and an old man was peering out the rolled down window, like staring at her house. And I thought, who in the heck is this? Driving by very slowly. Pete, Pete found me. He's like, this is the counterpart. He listens to the podcast and he found <laughs> yeah. you. He's like, I'm going to go drive by that neighborhood. No, so uh, it turned out it was Drew's grandparents. Oh, they were just driving by, windows down, staring at our house, probably going between five and ten miles an hour in front of our house. And so I about had time to run from the dining room all the way, unlock the front door, get out onto the front porch before they drove by the front of our house. And I was trying to wave them down because we haven't... I was like, why are they driving by our house and not just stopping to say hi? And so I sent Mama Jo a text and said... You guys could have stopped and said hi. And she's like, like 45 minutes later, we were just out for our drive. I was like, okay. So maybe that's just what older people do. They just drive and look at houses. Yeah, really slow. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, instead of, you know, reaching out and contacting us or interacting, they're just like, well, we're going to go hang out with Drew and Hannah or see how they're doing and then just drive really slowly by our house maybe it's that generation judges how well you're doing by the state of your house because pete and his wife were very proud as they should have been at how nice the yard was at how well the house was kept and that was actually a big reason why we bought the house is because it is or was before we bought it in pristine condition and i even made a comment about something like that like oh you guys have like kept it really nice everything's pretty much original and but in perfect condition and they were like yeah that's just how we were raised is you just keep a nice house and i think about that sometimes when I look <laughs> but maybe they're maybe that they know if, if things are just looking ship and shape around the house that you guys are doing well and and uh doing all right i don't know maybe who knows um i also think they're at least from here they're of the generation where that would be intrusive and confrontational mm. to ask someone how they're doing mm -hmm. <laughs> or to pop in yeah you don't ask family members those kind of things yeah that's rude so. <laughs> uh, that's funny that's cute though that you saw him and texted him yeah <clears throat> so yeah that was my uh version of a pete story it's just a um, Grandpa Jim <laughs> and Mama Joe Joyce. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. All right. Do you want to dive into this diet? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'll, I'll set it up. Um, we got on FaceTime. <laughs> you were like, ah, I'm just, I'm trying to get this to boil because <laughs> I can get this cooking. <laughs> and I said, what are you doing? She says, I'm making soup. Micah wanted soup. And I was like, oh. She's like, I don't know how to make it. And I was like, what kind of soup were you trying to make? It's just celery soup. And I thought, that's interesting. So, uh, also, it's very interesting that Micah requested soup, period. Yes. And secondly, celery soup. Yes. And, so. <laughs> yeah. Where to begin? Okay, so when we had hopped on FaceTime to do this recording, I was at that time trying to boil some bouillon cubes, which I've never done in my life. Is that even how you say it? Bouillon. I think that's right. Bouillon. To make this soup. I don't know that I've ever made home... Well, I make like chili and stuff. Anyway, okay, so Micah is on this quote-unquote diet. Ladies, listen up. Bikini season's around the corner, so here you go. He is on what he is calling, he, 
Okay. He doesn't call it a diet. What he calls it is fasting. Micah is fasting. <laughs> and to me, fasting means not eating. Right? Um, or am I wrong in that? You know, I'm going to look up the literal dictionary term. <laughs> okay. So Micah is fasting. And under his definition, that does include eating food. It just <laughs> is... Uh, I would consider a restricted calorie diet. He is really pulling back. He's been kind of having some gut issues and some issues with, um, you know, that kind of stuff. So he was like, I'm just going to kind of cleanse. I'm going to try and lose some weight um, and see what happens. All right. I have the definition here. If we would like to insert this. Please enlighten me. Uh, Fasting. Abstain from all or some kinds of food or drink, especially as a religious observance. Abstain from food, refrain from eating, deny oneself food, go without food, go hungry, eat nothing, starve oneself, go on hunger strike. Sorry, I should have said trigger warning at the beginning of this, if any of that is triggering to anyone with an actual eating disorder or something. But anyway, so Micah is eating food on this fast. So he'll do stuff like, for lunch, every day we've been eating kale chips. He is, like, obsessed with kale chips, with which is just insane. Because he, if you know my he's husband at all... He's a picture of him. Yeah, he's, <laughs> these things are awesome. He loves he, them. He hates vegetables, will not touch a salad. Well, he likes a Caesar salad. Um, <laughs> he hates soup. He does not like any sort of cubed-up vegetable cooked in anything. And... So this whole thing is kind of shocking to me. So for lunch, he'll eat kale chips and like a bowl of grapefruit. And then for supper, he'll have a chicken breast and a vegetable. That's kind of what he's been doing for the past couple weeks. And he has gotten several comments. He said, I went to work today and so-and-so said, wow, you're looking thin. And then we were at my grandma's house this weekend. And right when he walked in the door, grandma goes, wow, you look thin. And I just died laughing because he's like... (laughs) He's like, it's working. It made him feel really good. So apparently it's working, I guess. So then he was really, he was into researching soups because he wants flavor, but not much calories. And he said, oh, could you make some soup? And I said, sure. What kind of soup do you want? He said, celery soup. And I said, what do you mean by that? And he said, you know, like chopped up celery in soup. (laughs) I was like, what? That does not sound good to me. I was like, you mean like celery water? You just want celery water? Mm -hmm. He said, well, you know, you like chop up celery and put in soup. So anyway, I said, maybe you could find yourself a different recipe that has more stuff. Because I don't think that that would really have very much flavor. I don't think you would really like that. So he found this recipe that had 95% of the ingredients are things he does not like. And he said, (laughs) could you make this? It had tomatoes, onions, garlic, cabbage, peppers... Maybe celery and carrots and water. And I was like, you don't like any of those things. None of them. He said, well, let's try it. was just his way, his roundabout way of asking you to make celery soup again. (laughs) So I said, well, I'll try that. (laughs) Yeah. So I said, I'll try that. And I said, would you be open to me putting some stew meat in there? We have some stew meat. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. Just a little bit. Because then it could just, you know, just fill me up a little more. So I currently on the stove have my form of like stew meat and cabbage soup we'll see how it turns out it smells good um i don't know we'll see could be a total disaster could be good who knows (laughs) so funny one of the things i do remember i would say like a just a staple or a, a column in the personality and the memories i have of micah is his diets <laughs> and just the way he like, like navigates through the food aspect of his life is very specific yeah and you know we would go to amigos or schmigs as we would call it <laughs> in college and he would get like 19 taco things and the, or burritos or whatever you know and then then the next day you'd be like oh, i'm on a diet you know and then you find out he's eating lord knows what oh, I, I don't know it was just always always something different or he's like not eating oh oh he would pour uh he would he would come to class with that you probably remember 
Uh, this is also a very specific memory. He would bring oats in a cup of chocolate milk, and that's what he would drink for breakfast. Like oatmeal, but not cooked oats. Just, just the oats. Yeah, and then I swear one time he like put chocolate milk in a tuna packet, because he would always eat those tuna packets. Yes. And he was like, well, I just mix it all together to save time. And then there was one time where we had class. It was pretty early in the morning. And he was like, oh, gosh, I just don't feel good. And I said, what's what's going on? And he's like, well, I've been on this diet. <laughs> and I didn't have time to do my scrambled eggs. So I just drank a bra. And I was like, Micah, you should not be doing that. <laughs> he's like, I needed the protein. I was like, no, it's not worth it. Um so yeah, it's, it was always something, uh, but I do remember the time, and he probably hates a few things more in life than garlic, mm-hmm. at least he used to, and he was trying to get his blood pressure down, and the the best way he found naturally was to eat garlic, and he mm-hmm. thought, all right, it's worth it. So I remember him chopping it up and putting it in a glass of water and drinking. <laughs> yes, I have witnessed this as well. and that was I'm pretty sure it's Stephen Kathy's kitchen. He, I remember watching it. He is so interesting because he there are a lot of foods that he does not like, but for the sake of some health thing that he watched on YouTube the night before, <laughs> he will do almost anything, <laughs> such as drinking a water bottle full of garlic. Uh, oh, gosh, that's so funny. I don't know what it is, but, you know, that's just Micah. That's yep. part of Micah. That's what makes him Micah. Yeah, and Mike's. he's been doing this for uh, about a couple weeks, and so and I've uh, he said you can't you can't claim you're doing this fast with me because I kind of snack on stuff in between. But for the most part, I'm kind of doing it with him. We eat the same food, you know. I might <laughs> add like I had a salad for lunch instead of just kale chips. I kind of beefed it up a little bit for myself, but for the most part, I have actually noticed that my, like, when I wake up in the morning, my head is more clear. I'm not as, I mean, I still don't like mornings. I'm not popping out of bed at 5 a.m. or anything like that, but I just have noticed almost, like, less brain fog or something, and I think it might be because we're just eating less crap, (laughs) I guess. We're not eating out as much, minus the one Texas Roadhouse, uh, extravaganza where we got a bloomin' onion and like two things of rolls but and beer but you have to reward mm-hmm. yourself when you do a good job <laughs> yeah. uh, but anyway so you know it's going well well that's good uh yeah i <clears throat> i've wondered too you know you always hear if you cut out gluten or maybe even wheat or you know bread or any carbs and those kind of things or not entirely but a lot if like that'll help you clear up your head mm-hmm. or whatever um i'll say this morning i well i scheduled a meeting for 8 a.m today <laughs> <laughs> at work so i had a reason to get out of bed and i got out of bed and it was fine usually i snooze a bunch of times but uh, i don't know what that means that i don't care to go to work unless i schedule an 8 a.m meeting well, don't get in the bosses. habit of it, because if you have an 8 a.m. meeting every day in a year, you'll just, you'll not care anymore. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. So, who knows? Uh, speaking of all this, I, Drew and I have gone and walked. There's, it's called the Tweetsie Trail, and it used to be an old railroad, um, and they don't use the railroad anymore, but they have it, the nice, flat, straight path all dug out and it goes through rock and things so it's really cool actually and that's what we would ride our bikes on normally or my i would ride my bike but since drew doesn't have a bike i was like well let's just go we'll we'll go walk and so we went and walked that was our date night last thursday and walked about two miles and then uh saturday or sunday we went and we took opie this time and we walked the same two miles but we actually ran part of it Wow, that's so good. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we're talking about, like, we could probably do this a couple times a week at least. Yeah. And then we're going to start doing our bike riding for work again. And then Drew and I also, he brought it up, which I thought was funny because we talked about it. And then he brought it up about us going hiking more often. So 
or just that's hiking good. period because we we haven't for a very long time. So. This nice weather just brings out the best in everyone. I know you get very ambitious and excited mm-hmm. to be outside. Yeah. So, so yeah, we're all, I guess we're both being extra healthy now. We're going right. to be so fit. Mm-hmm. I've been failing at my goal that I set a couple weeks ago of running around the block. Oh. But maybe I'll be inspired now that I'm dieting and you're running. <laughs> yeah. Ran once, first time in probably a year. And, uh, it's pretty inspiring. <laughs> yeah so we'll see how it goes i'm not i'm not gonna be unrealistic but i did enjoy it i think it was good i think drew's kind of into it too so we'll we'll keep uh working on it that's fun also i feel like uh I don't know how you feel about hard-boiled eggs. I don't... I would never purchase them from a store or from anywhere. Mm. I would need to know who made the hard-boiled eggs. Probably myself uh, to eat them. But I feel like I feel very healthy when I eat those. So I learned how to do hard-boiled eggs in the air fryer. What? Yep. You just stick them in there for about 15 minutes and throw them in some cold water and good to go. That is crazy. So that makes it even better because my I would always forget that I put them in the boiling water. I think I'd sit and watch the boiling water for a long time and keep checking on it. And then I'd forget. And then they'd boil for like 30 minutes. <laughs> you don't want that. So the air fryer has a timer. It goes off. It's great. So I'm back on the hard-boiled eggs. I so used to. I put to... them on my salads and... Yeah, I do like that. I used to be obsessed with hard-boiled eggs when I was younger. Like, that was probably one of my favorite snacks. And I specifically remember when I was probably in about... I know we lived in Central City, and so I was probably in 4th, 5th, 6th grade, that age. Loved them. I would snack on them all the day long. And I decided, and it was a snack I can make myself. And so I remember one, one afternoon, I was hungry and so I made myself like five boiled eggs and ate them all and they made me feel sick and then I didn't like boiled eggs after that (laughs) oh yeah I I mean it still weirds me out I have to cut them up into four pieces like I could never be the person that like takes a bite out of a hard-boiled egg oh yeah that's what I used to do I just eat them like apples oh you would yep just (laughs) I I, almost makes me gag thinking about it yes and and I um I do like a deviled egg, mm-hmm. although my mom would never call them that because that is evil. Satan's egg. Satan's egg. <laughs> um, I can do that, and I can do them chopped up on my like on a salad. But I don't know. I've never. I've I've not gotten back to the just popping them in. Yeah. I, even though I eat them and I feel healthy when I eat them. They do weird me out. They like, are I'm not... squishy and gel- gelatinous. Yeah, so I have to have at least salt and pepper on them. Mm. Won't eat them otherwise. Or I prefer salt, pepper, and hot sauce. Cut into fours. <laughs> and then I feel okay about it. But <laughs> I saw someone one time had a full a whole egg, and they just put hot sauce on it, and then they ate it. And I was like, oh. Do you ever think about having children and making them eat things that you don't want to eat? And the reason I think about it is because I I would eat pretty much anything, but there have been times where Micah, like I said, doesn't really like vegetables, doesn't really like 75% of the foods on this earth, it seems like. That's not true. But And I think to myself, how is that going to work if he refuses to eat food? Yeah, I don't know. Um, thankfully, Drew will pretty much eat about anything. Yeah, he's not. He's not at least picky. try it once. Yeah, he, the only thing he's really picky with is pretty much just condiments. So mm. he, the only 
sauce or condiment that he likes is barbecue. Ketchup, no go. Mustard, mm. he'd rather die. Sour cream, <laughs> about makes him gag. Like, all those kind of things, which is not that big of a deal because it's not like that's a main part of that many meals. It's kind of like, yes, this makes it better, but I guess if you want to enjoy it less, you don't have to use it. Yeah. Because uh, I love all those things, so he's always like, get this away from me. I can't yeah, smell it. Yeah, Micah cannot do, like, mayo, sour cream. He loves ketchup and mustard, though. See, um. and Drew eats all these things. He just doesn't know it. Yes! And, uh, there so. was what was what were we eating and i was like micah you know that that's that all that is is mayonnaise what was it was like some sort of dip or something that like all it is is mayonnaise and like a spice or something he's just eating it up and i was like you know that's mayonnaise right and he's <laughs> or hot tip when i make we were really in a grilled cheese phase for a while this was pre, pre-diet um i instead of using butter or spray or anything on the bread you use mayonnaise and it makes yes. it so good i don't know what it is it's almost like it's like more buttery and like almost eggy so it like it fries the bread so nice and i was we were on this hot kick of grilled cheese sandwiches and or like hot ham and cheese and i'm just like slathering on the mayonnaise and we're both just like oh these are so good these are so good and i'm like walking around the house like oh i'm I'm such a good wife like i cook amazing meals (laughs) and then one day i got mad at him he was being kind of picky about something when i as i was preparing lunch and i just stared him down the face and i said do you want to see how i make these and I got out the mayonnaise and just like, squirted it all over the bread. <laughs> and he was like, no. And I said, yes, that's how I make them. And he goes, no, I'm not eating that. And he refused and he would not eat it. That's so funny. That That is literally, you and you and I were living parallel lives. Um, <laughs> because we got into a grilled cheese kick and then also a uh, like a hot ham and like a roast beef cheesy mm-hmm. thing uh for a while and there was one time where i literally set the butter out and i died it put to he, yes. <laughs> yeah so he's like you didn't use mayonnaise on mine did you i was like no the butter's right I, here and i, I was I, like I, you bet i did i'm not buttering that I it's hard done. as a rock <laughs> i have set the butter out so that he doesn't suspect yeah but it's like they don't know. Or Micah's mom told me once, because Micah hates onions um, and garlic, she said, just put it in the blender and blend it up. Like when she used to make spaghetti sauce, she's like, I just put that in the blender and put it in and he doesn't know. Because I think a lot of it is a texture thing. I don't know if that's how Drew is, but I think for Micah, a lot of it is, like he loves onion rings and he'll dip them in French onion dip, but he hates onions. And I think it's like he hates the crunchiness and the pungentness of a raw onion, but he likes the onion that's been cooked so long it's just slimy and doesn't really have much flavor left oh yeah it is a very different yeah flavor yeah i i would say i have thought a lot about it though because drew's dad is very 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 picky Mm. and i'm thankful drew's not because i i don't know what we would do but like his dad will eat spaghetti tacos and hamburgers and a steak and tacos are hard shell tacos with meat probably not even really seasoned just ground (laughs) ground hamburger and cheese (laughs) so it's basically like a hamburger but in a taco shell yeah (laughs) or a steak steak ground up yeah yeah Uh, vegetables corn and potatoes only so, baked beans. <laughs> I mean, there could be worse things in life, I suppose. But, yeah, living with a picky eater. He, I mean, he does good. He, he'll he hear this and just be rolling. He'll be like, I, you're more picky than I am. But, <laughs> I don't know. It's just an interesting thing to navigate because when you're used to living on your own and cooking your own foods that you like or buying your own foods that you like and then you wed someone who does not like those things <laughs> it really throws a curveball <laughs> in your life so yeah i've never made grilled cheese faster before 
It's like a four seconds before he gets out of the bathroom and comes back in here. Or have you been kind of like, yeah, you just kind of hide in the door of the fridge, squeeze it on, slather it, and put the mayonnaise I've done that too. (laughs) Like throw it back in the fridge and feel like, it just doesn't see. That's so Uh, funny. Amazing. (laughs) All right. Um... What were your other topics that you have? I only have one other one, so maybe we should hit some of yours if you have more. Well, the others are just things that I have. Uh, some we're doing this weekend, and then something I'm doing next week, so not really that exciting. But Well, what are you doing? We can just do a short version. All right, so Saturday is... Well, so this weekend, hopefully, um, two guys that Drew was in the Army with, so he, he met them when he was stationed in Kansas, and they've moved a couple times around since, but they're in... Uh, Kentucky now, but it's about five hours from here. So they've been talking about coming down for the for the weekend for a long time, and I tried to line it up so that because I was gonna be gone for ten days for work, and it was right in the middle that was Drew's birthday mm. weekend, so I tried to get them to be able to come that weekend and then something didn't work out but so they've been kind of trying to figure out a time when both of them have off and can come visit so they're planning tentatively to come this weekend so that'll be fun and then um the thirsty orange craft beer festival is this weekend which is pretty cool so last year was the first year that i i went um or we went and one of our friends brews his own beer so he has a has a booth set up and he'll have his home homebrew because they have a whole homebrew section so it's kind of fun to go and see like what people you know are brewing their garages or those kind of things and then they have breweries from all over that set up you know bigger bigger booths and they have all kinds of stuff you give away and you get a little little pint glass and just go around and yeah let me try that let me try that you know (laughs) just hang out and last year they had they had a band and they had like this it was weird it was this school bus with like a rack on top of it and there were girls like doing hula hoop things and so they had like this entertainment uh and the band was was good um food trucks and those kind of things but it was kind of misty raining off and on all day and it was super cold so it was freezing so a lot of people didn't go, which mean, meant there were no lines, and there was enough people there where it was still fun, but there wasn't too many. So it was, it it was it was a blast. And this year, I think it's going to be super nice. So that'll also be fun, just because it's going to be so nice outside. But that's what we'll be doing this weekend. And then uh, next week is the. Did you hear that beep? That was the timer for the soup. Oh, I couldn't tell if it was here or the I couldn't. I couldn't either. I was like, "Is there a dump truck backing up somewhere?" <laughs> Mike is home, so who knows if he? I don't know. He's watching. I can hear him watching YouTube videos out there, ignoring mm-hmm. the soup. So it might be overdone. I don't know. Who knows? Anyway, It'll probably be fine. Yeah. So next week is the student portfolio review. I feel like Ooh. I've talked about it before. This will be the fourth year that I'm going, third year. I don't know. I have mixed feelings about it. <laughs> Someone asked me if I was going, and I just sent a rolly eyes emoticon back emoji. I was going to say, you say emoticon? I don't know why I said that. <laughs> I almost was like, I'm going to say that again and then cut out the first part. <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know uh you know i used to I, I always said when i was in college i wish i just had someone i could talk to a professional ask questions to uh just to understand what to even expect or what it's like or you know so i don't look like an idiot or those kind of things yeah Never really knew anyone, so then when I became a professional, in quotes, I was like, all right, if there's ever students, I want to make sure I can be a resource. So far, it's not. I understand why there's not a plethora of professionals waiting for students, because 
And I don't know if it's just the students I've interacted with, but very underwhelmed. Mm. And anytime I've been, hey, I would be happy to help you. Send me your website or send me some questions. Never hear from them. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, you little turd. Good luck finding a job because your resume is awful and your work is terrible too. You would be a great mentor. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> um, I think that, um, yeah, that's actually a really good idea. And I totally know what you mean about when you're college age or just starting out. It's hard to know what to expect. You don't want to go in somewhere being too eager or not doing the right things. You just, you don't know because you haven't worked yet. Um, mm. But I have found... I think, like, I've had a few people before reach out for, like, a school project or for someone who's just starting out in the photography world. I've had people reach out and ask me if if they could talk with me, and they, they come to me with questions about things, and I love that, and I'm more than happy to, you know, I've done, like, I don't know if you would call it a mentor session, but I've done calls with people who've reached out, and at first, you can't expect anyone's work to be amazing, um, sometimes you can, you can tell like, oh, there's definitely potential there. Or, oh, they're already really good. But it's when people come to me and ask for that, like, I like to kind of follow, like, you know, follow those people on social media or whatever and see where they're going. And it's like those people that are, are actively seeking mentorship and actively seeking other avenues of education seem to succeed a little more than the other people and their work gets better and better and so that's kind of cool to see too that the people who respond back to you or take advantage of you reaching out and doing that um some of it's just personality yeah yeah it's a i don't know it's a hard balance to to be in and even um like me and my creative director we well, to both of them, we had lunch with three different professors at the college here and said, hey, you know, we get a lot of your students and there's some things that your students should know that they don't. And, hey, we'd like to be a, a resource. Is there anything we can do? Uh, do you want us to come to class? Like, can we just give you guys some pointers of things that as professionals, this is what we're looking for? And they're like, yeah, we would love that. It'd be so great. Went to lunch with them. One of the professors had... Me and a creative director come and talk to her class. I don't even remember what her class was. But she was like, you know, I'm going to be teaching a portfolio class in the spring. And that'd be great for my students. Go, you know, I'd love you guys to come back. And it was so good to have the you in here because they don't listen to me. And it's nice to have other people. All this stuff going on and on. We're like, great. This is going to be, you know, we're building a relationship. And this will be nice for us. And it'll only benefit us in the future of getting to know these students before. They probably come work for us and this kind of thing. Never heard from her again. <laughs> and so it's even like a professional, like a professor who's going on and on about how, you know, it's just so nice to have actual professionals in here to talk to these students and give them a real perspective of what they would be doing after graduation and nothing. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I did my that podcast last week. Oh, yeah. How'd that like, go? Yeah. So based on her questions, I was like, this will be great. Questions are good. Everything seems fine. She was responsive and pretty organized. So I was like, okay, you know, that's that's a big sign is if you're responsive and some kind of organization to the the way you communicate with people. So I was like, all right, this is at least off to a good start. So then we get to the interview or whatever you want to call it. And she probably had like eight questions and we got through the first five so but over halfway through, and then she was, I think I was explaining what I do on a day-to-day basis, or or maybe how I got to be an art director, I think is what it was. So I was kind of walking through my process of pretty much it being creative energy, and I was saying how I wrote scripts for TV, you know, this and that, and she was like, oh, you wrote a TV show? And I was like, What? And, and so it threw me off and then I was like a TV show and I said no I wrote a commercial for TV the scripts for that she said oh so do you do like promotion for the client and I was like oh no what's happening 
Like you, you do realize you're in an advertising agency, right? Have you, have you been sitting in this room for the last five questions? I know. So it was really strange, and I was like, I don't know what's happening anymore. I think is this my fault that I assumed she understood what advertising was when she was interviewing an art director inside an advertising agency? But so. Well, and then and then yeah you have to walk the line like you don't want to talk down to her like wait you don't know you know but you also want to make sure that she understands what you're talking about is this is this episode live somewhere that i could listen to this i don't know that's what i don't i'm not sure uh and i want to try to find it i might email her and ask her but i'm also like felt really good about it until then and i was like wait what (laughs) You literally have had no idea what I've been talking about for the last 20 minutes. She caught on to TV so show, bad. though, and that lit Girl. her up. Yeah. She's like, wow, you write TV shows here? No. Oh, no. This is... And... Yeah. I'm I'm going to take more blame for that than her, because I assumed <laughs> too much. <laughs> and it's a portfolio review. <laughs> For the last three years has taught me anything. I you should have been you should have been questions. like actually, yes. In fact, the reason I moved to Johnson City, Tennessee was to write for TV shows. <laughs> She's like, I didn't realize art directors wrote TV shows. <laughs> That's probably when she went back to <laughs> oh, uh, But well, yeah, she did say later, she's like, Well, these are the questions that my professor wanted me to ask. So I was like, uh Oh, all right. Well, that's you led me astray with this good list of questions. I thought you came up with this. Yeah. You're so well. fooled again. <laughs> oh, no. I okay. Said, you need to take that tape out, throw it away. We're going to start this over. Scratch I'm going to assume that you have no idea what, what I'm even talking about. And then we'll yeah. Well, hopefully she learned something. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm, Hannah's mentoring as a professional is not going so well as what we can learn from that. <laughs> uh, so, what's your... You had a topic. Yes, my final topic is that I had a dream. <laughs> Ow. Cut myself. Okay, I had a dream. I don't remember when this was, and I was thinking I probably should have written down more details. And every time I have a dream, I kind of wish I kept a dream journal or some sort of something like that because I think it would be kind of interesting, maybe, to look at all the dreams that you have and maybe understand why <laughs> why you have the dreams that you have. But I would not. I think if someone would find my dream journal, they would uh, think I was like a murderer <laughs> in jail. My dreams are so terrible. Really? I often, mm-hmm. my dreams are very based in reality. And I guess when I say that, I mean like I can almost always pinpoint why I dreamed something. It's very rare that I dream something and I'm like, whoa, like what is that? I mean, I have crazy dreams, but then I can be like, oh, that's because I saw that TV show. Or, oh, that's because I remember talking to so-and-so about that. Almost always. There have been a few times where I think maybe I've had dreams that are more symbolic, but that I don't really know why I'm having them. But most of the time I can be like, oh, you know, I heard someone say that or whatever, and that's why I had that dream. Hmm. So this dream that I had was that I was pregnant. I had a pregnant dream. And... I was in the process of giving birth or so like my dream was me having contractions and like starting to get into the process of giving birth. However, my stomach was, let's just say when I eat a big plate of pasta, my, I have more of a pregnant belly than I had in this dream. (laughs) (laughs) So I had a very like tight toned, tiny little pregnant belly and I started, was going to start having contractions and giving birth. And the main point of this dream that was the worst part about it was I had a contraction and I was like, oh, that's all, you know, that's what people are making a fuss about. That's not that bad. But in my dream, I had to pee so bad 
but they said no you've started giving birth you can't we cannot let you go to the bathroom now and i think that the fear was that if i sat on the toilet the baby would fall in and drown (laughs) (laughs) and i remember in my dream thinking i can't hold this like i have to pee and and then i wondered when i woke up did i really have to pee like was i about to wet the bed (laughs) and then i remember in my dream being so worried that when i have this baby i'm gonna pee and probably poop all over it (laughs) because i had to go to the bathroom so bad and they would not let me so this whole dream is me like walking around trying to find a bathroom but people telling me i couldn't go so I don't really know what it means. I don't know if it was more of a pregnancy dream or more of a I had to pee dream. Um, but it was interesting because I've never had a dream where I'm like giving birth or anything like that. Uh, I've had many dreams like that. Uh, the giving birth ones. And really? There was a, pa- a span in high school. Uh, like I was probably like a freshman in high school and I had multiple dreams that I was pregnant and huh. like giving birth and it was really weird. And the other weird part was I was not in a position where I ever could have been pregnant at that <laughs> point in my life. And it was always like a weird random guy that I was in high school with. That's like, Oh, I don't even talk to him. He's two years older than Theo. And it, so it was always like a, yeah why was he in my dream or he moved away three years ago and i remember him for like this is the i literally haven't thought about him until i had the dream and then he was in my Isn't dream that as so weird the father of the baby i was having when i was 14 <laughs> I'm like this doesn't just makes no sense and that's how my dreams always are and there's times when they're super creepy and weird uh like vampires are like we're running from vampires and that kind of thing or uh i'll never forget the dream i had it was when we lived in what was the dorm we lived in in college which the one, one? That david sophomore year? David. david hall Mm-hmm. and it was sophomore year and the dream was i don't know it was like all these kids that i grew up with at home and like our parents were upstairs and we were there was like being attacked by someone. I don't know who it was. And then all the kids were in the basement and there was a door and they're like, all right, stay inside unless they come downstairs and get you. Then you have to run out this door. And so we were all running out the door. I was one of the last ones out and I felt someone shoot me in the back. So I fell down. And then I remember feeling like a cold barrel of a gun on my neck and someone shooting me and then it was like movie credits rolled but i could feel my whole body going numb and so it was like the end of a movie in my dream and i was watching this but it felt so real and then i woke up and the first thing i did was grab my legs because i was like oh, i felt myself my be paralyzed in this yeah. dream like what kind of dream is that that Who's, is insane. what's the purpose of that there's no reason for it and they're super weird so that would be the general nature of the dreams that i have yeah. they're all weird and creepy and very strange yeah that's crazy i i would say um i get shot a lot in my dreams or i'm if there's like a shooting that's on the news and stuff a lot of times i'll dream that i'm in a location that's getting shot and i have to hide um but i get shot a lot in my dream or not a lot if in if i ever get shot in my dream it's always in the same location in my stomach and it's like i can almost feel it not i've never had like the cold metal press against but i always get shot kind of in my abdomen and and i don't know what i'm feeling but i can feel something there it's the craziest feeling like almost like the wind getting knocked out of me or something um dreams are dreams are so weird i actually i just thought of i do have a recurring dream still to this day which is so crazy to me and it's that I'm playing college volleyball it's my same like coaches same team like I'm me but I'm not getting to play and so like it's super frustrating and I think I'm almost like am I traumatized I got injured my senior year of volleyball in college so like I didn't get to finish my season I didn't get like the last hoorah or whatever and to this day like that's my recurring dream is that I want to go play and I can't. And then I wake up. It's just like a frustrating feeling. Or like sometimes in the dream, I 
I'm able to play like I have not torn my knee but like the coaches are like no you can't play or it's like something that's preventing me from being able to play so that's a recurring dream I have but it's very based in reality hmm well that's sad I I know isn't that depressing I'm like I have to live this over and over and over again (laughs) yeah oh yeah I don't know uh that is my I'd say I don't really have recurring dreams but I have recurring events and dreams so Mm. one of my big ones is is I'm I'm always apparently trying to because my dreams are so scary and weird is punch (laughs) people in the face (laughs) but (laughs) I can't ever I can like punch fast for like the first little bit but then when I get to like you know six inches from their face it's like I'm punching through I don't know slime throwback yeah. reference and it's like it stops and then i can't quite reach them and oh. they're always like ha 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 so or the other one the only kind of fun thing i have sometimes in dreams and it's actually been quite a while since i've had one of these but if you like kick your legs fast enough then you can fly it's like just <laughs> like start kicking fun. Your... yeah so it's like you just have to jump and then like kick your legs and you just get flyer higher and higher and so that's a, that's that's the only kind of fun dream I have. All the rest of mine are creepy and weird. What also creeps me out is I've heard that everyone that you see in your dreams is an actual human being that you've seen in life in some capacity. Like you're not your brain is not making up new faces of people. So I've always been creeped out in those dreams where someone is shooting me and if it's not someone that I know in real life, I'm but it creeps me out to think I don't know who that person is, but I've seen them somewhere in in real everyday awake life whether it be on tv or i don't know that that kind of creeps me out like how did this person penetrate my subconscious and they're now shooting me in a dream mm-hmm. yeah that weirds me out too and you don't recognize them but i think what weirds me out even more is when it's been people from like five or ten years ago that i talked to yeah why are you in my dream now? <laughs> the only thing I can potentially sometimes think of is like social media. Yeah. Flip through it so fast. And like, mm-hmm. maybe I think, yeah, even if it's not them, but it, someone that, you know, sparks a memory of whatever, but I don't know. Otherwise it's just, I have no idea why that happens. And it's very weird. Yeah. I don't like it. <clears throat> Dreams are weird. Dreams are weird. Okay. So you, uh, oh, sorry. Ready to do some goals? Yes. So, were you gonna say? Yes, I was gonna say. Okay, well, let's do some. Let's do some goals. <laughs> let's do some goals. Oh my gosh, let's do some goals. <laughs> All right. So, do you want to go first, or do you want me to? You can go for it. Okay. So, this by next week on Wednesday, we will. I think it's next week. Good lord. Maybe two weeks. We're going to completely have a new rebrand for the company, which includes new business cards, a whole rollout plan. Wait, for your company that you work for or someone that you're doing stuff for? Yes, the company I work for. Ooh. Yes, so we've been working on, we got the logo. I finished the website design a couple weeks ago, so it's being developed right now. But we're just restructuring everything and now today this morning that was my 8 a.m meeting was what work are we going to show on the website and and uh, not how are we going to show it? i have to figure that part out but what work so got a list of work originally it was like we're only going to do you know like seven to twelve things you know down the road maybe we'll have like 15 and and when it's things it's like campaigns that involve multi- faceted media yeah and just you know this kind of stuff and all kinds of things well we narrowed it down to 40 today oh my gosh <laughs> and so that means um i have to somehow figure out while keeping everything a secret how to work with everyone in the entire agency to get 40 portfolio pages done for the website to the developers so that they can so my goal is to, one, probably talk everyone out of doing, we we said, okay, let's launch with 20, 
but I think we need to talk that down to about 10. Yeah. And then have a plan for when the next 10 are going to be live and then when the next 20 are going to be live. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my goal is for probably by Thursday to have 10 to 20 pages done. And when is your, when, when did you say the rebrand and everything is supposed to be live or active? April 24th. Okay. So I guess that's in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't know. Gosh. <laughs> oh, yes. Two weeks. All right. So yeah. 17th is next Wednesday and then the 24th is the following Wednesday. So there we go. Well, I look forward to seeing it. <laughs> it should be pretty cool. It's it is exciting. Uh it's been it's been a lot of work and I've been glad cuz it's me and two other art directors that have been doing the design for all the rebranding and so it's been weird keeping it a secret from people I've worked with for 4 years now. So other people, people at work don't know that it's happening. Right. And that's the other part is like, well, we need video done. So <laughs> I have to talk to the videographers and we need the website built. So I have to talk to the developers. You're like, can you and... make this video of <laughs> me <laughs> and us? Yeah. yeah. So a lot of people do know. A lot of people don't know. And, you know, it's, I don't know. So it's kind of a weird in between of is it a secret anymore because i don't really know anyone who yeah at least doesn't know some part of it but that's cool though because i think it is hard a lot of times for creative businesses to take time to work on their creative like mm -hmm. if you're in a in the type of industry that has that services other clients in some sort of creative way it's so easy to get lost in that and take all your time to focus on your clients when your own brand or your own whatever might be your website or whatever it is might be kind of falling behind or lacking or not up to date and that's how new clients find you but it's hard to it's so hard to take the time to do that because it doesn't necessarily show a payoff in the form of like invoices being paid however it should attract clients. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it it is a hard thing, and it, it it's like it needs one person to drive it, but that also can't be that just one person's job, especially at an agency our size. It's like you, that could not be someone's position is make the agency look good. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it does have to be a team effort. It's been kind of fun working because I've worked with a lot of different people and kind of in different ways than I do to normally on stuff and so I've enjoyed it it's been very stressful at times and especially today I was like 40 <laughs> oh we were gonna do seven yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it's all right it'll be a it's a good thing so but that helps too when it's like all right there's a Timeline now, or finish line, and it's for a good, exciting thing. So. Good deal. That is my goal. Make the impossible possible. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, my goal for this week is I would like to calibrate my cameras and lenses i've never done it before and i'm looking Ooh. over here to the side i purchased it's called a focus pyramid and i'm a photographer i should do this but i just haven't you can also do it with a ruler or something that has tiny or small notches but basically um lenses on cameras can get they can start shooting kind of out of focus and i've noticed that on a lens or two of mine um and so I would like to, you just recalibrate it. You just go in and do some settings. I've never done it, so I kind of want to learn it or have my dad help me to do it. Um, but I would like to do that this week and just get it done before wedding season kicks off so that my lenses are good to go and shooting sharp as they should. 
Nice. That is a very good goal. I didn't even know that was a thing that... I know. I, I realize the more and more I work with photographers and do things, I literally have no idea. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yep. So that's that. Do you have cool. anything else? Anything else you'd like to throw in I the bucket not. of episode 26? Nope. We uh, signed our text thing today and hopefully they ship it off and get it out of here ASAP. Ugh. As as possible, ASAP as possible. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. That's all I know. All right. Well, grandkids, we love you. Kiss, kiss.